Good evening. I am Casey, and I am the host of An Evening at the Movies. And I'm Amanda, and I am host of The Sip List. And we are here to talk to you about a very important subject, and that is suicide prevention and awareness. Suicide continues to be one of the most severe public health crises in America. According to the National Institute of Mental Health in 2019, Suicide was the 10th leading cause of death in the U.S., claiming the lives of over 47,500 people. In 2019, there were an estimated 1.38 million suicide attempts, and our youth are at a higher risk than ever before. In 2017, suicide was the second leading cause of death in Americans ages 15 to 24. Suicide causes immeasurable pain suffering and loss to individuals, communities, and families nationwide. But the good news is, is that there is hope and help available to those who may be contemplating ending their life. No one should feel like they are alone. It's important to be aware of the risk factors and warning signs that someone could or may be considering suicide. Risk factors include things such as mental illness, family history of suicide, alcohol or substance abuse, impulsive behavior, recent loss or trauma, as well as lack of health care. Many times it can be hard to know how much someone is truly suffering, but there are usually signs. Signs that someone might be in danger include reckless behavior, extreme agitation or mood swings, withdrawing or feeling isolated, sleeping too much or too little, increased use of drugs or alcohol, talking about feeling helpless or having no reason to live, talking about feeling trapped or being in unbearable pain, talking about being a burden to others, or talking about wanting to die or kill oneself. If you believe someone you love is thinking about suicide or you feel you may be at risk and you believe danger is imminent, call 911 immediately. Other ways to help include asking them if they are thinking of killing themselves, listen without judgment, stay with the person until you can get further help and remove any objects that you could, that could be used to attempt suicide. We all have a role to play in preventing suicide, knowing the signs and being a source of light for those in need is so important. No one is alone and help is available 24 seven for immediate help please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. You can also visit the Suicide Prevention Lifeline website at www.suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Here you will find many resources and help options. There additionally are resources available for at-risk youth, veterans, and members of the LGBTQ community. See the show notes for links to these resources. It's time to change the conversation about mental illness, mental health in our communities. Understanding and being part of suicide prevention is a big step. If you are experiencing any of these warning signs, please remember you are not alone. Help is only a phone call away or a website away. Oh, Popeye. 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 Oh, Popeye.
Popeye the Sailor Man. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. I'm strong to the finish, cause I eat spinach. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. He's Popeye the Sailor Man. He's Popeye the Sailor Man. This is An Evening at the Movies. I am your gracious host, Casey. Tonight, I am bringing you a special 1980s Guilty Pleasures episode. Tonight, we are going to pay tribute to one of, if not the greatest comedic actors of all time, Robin Williams. Today marks seven years since the world lost this amazingly talented man i have zero delusions that mr williams and i were ever bestest besties but he had an immense impact on my love for movies and television i could sit here and list everything that he has done but for the purpose of this episode we're going to focus our attention on the 1980 masterpiece Bye-bye. Before we get started, please remember, if you or someone you love is experiencing any kind of the previously mentioned warning signs, you are not alone. Help is out there at www.suicidepreventionlifeline.org or by calling the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 800 273-8255. So, with that said, on with the show. Um, Popeye was released on December 12th, 1980, directed by Hollywood icon Robert Altman, and it is a joint production from Paramount Pictures as well as Disney. It had a $20 million budget and raked in a box office of $60 million, which would translate to today at a box office of about $204 million. So, <clears throat> before we get into the cast and getting towards the plot, um, I just wanted to remind everybody that um, 
as far as our purposes for this month goes, a guilty pleasure movie is defined as a movie that had one or more of these characteristics being a minimal, extreme minimal, or no profit, or actually lost money at the box office, had a Rotten Tomato rating of 60% or less, ultimately is a movie that does not stand up the test of time, and the final criteria is it's generally considered by most of the population to just be a pure crap movie. So, with that said, Popeye had a $40 million profit, so it doesn't fall under that category. Um, it had a mediocre rating at best. I did not write it down for the Rotten Tomato rating, and that is my fault. Um, but it was above 60%. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I have a hard time being a judge as to whether or not it's a movie that stands up to the test of time. But for the most part, what the category that this movie does fall under is most people that I have talked to generally for the most part are not a huge fan of this movie. So that's where this movie is going to fall under the um, guilty pleasures category. So with that said, um, the cast of Popeye, um, Robin Williams played Popeye, uh, Shelley Duvall is olive oil. Paul L. Smith played Bluto. Paul Dooley played Wimpy, Richard Libertini, George W. Giesel, Ray Walston played Poop Deck Pappy, Donald Moffat played the Taxman, McIntyre Dixon played Cole Oil, Roberta Maxwell played Nana Oil, Donovan Scott played Castor Oil, and Wesley Ivan Hunt played Sweepy. So, and that's not by any stretch of the imagination, the entire cast even, but I wanted to make sure that we got the um, bulk of the main cast out there. So, with that said, we will tackle the plot of the movie. So, two seconds here. And, 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 Popeye, a strong sailor, arrives at the small coastal town of Sweet Haven while searching for his missing father. He rents a room from the oil family's boarding house where the oils plan to have their daughter, Olive, become engaged to Captain Bluto, a powerful, perpetually angry bully who manages the town in the name of the mysterious Commodore. However, on the night of the engagement party, Olive sneaks out after discovering 
that the only attribute she can report for her bullying fiancé is size. She encounters Popeye, who failed to fit in with the townsfolk at the party. The two eventually come across an abandoned baby in a basket. Popeye and Olive adopt the child, naming him Sweet Pea, after the town Sweet Haven. And the two return to the Oil's home. Bluto, whom Olive had stood up, finds out about this encounter and, out of rage, imposes heavy taxes on the Oil's property and possessions. A greedy taxman follows up on Bluto's demand, but Popeye's help. But Popeye helps the Oil's financial situation by winning a hefty prize by defeating a boxer named Oxblood Oxheart. The next day, Popeye discovers that Sweet Pea can predict the future by whistling when he hears the correct answer to a question. Wimpy, the constantly hungry local mooch and petty gambler, also notices this and asks Popeye and Olive to take Sweet Pea for a walk. He actually takes him to the horse races and wins two games, or wins two races, excuse me. Hearing of this, Olive and her family decide to get in on the action and use Sweet Pea to win, but an outraged Popeye finds out and takes Sweet Pea away. Later, after Popeye throws the tax man into the sea, thereby earning the town's respect, Wimpy kidnaps the child at Bluto's orders. Wimpy informs Popeye about the kidnapping after being threatened by Olive. Popeye goes to the Commodore's ship where he learns that the Commodore, who has been recently tied up by Bluto, is indeed Popeye's father, Poop Deck Pappy, who accepts that Popeye is his son after exposing Popeye's hatred of spinach. Meanwhile, Bluto kidnaps Olive and sets sail with her and Sweet Pea to find buried treasure promised by Pappy. Popeye, Pappy, Wimpy, and the Oil family board Pappy's ship to chase Bluto to a desolate island in the middle of the ocean called Scab Island. Popeye catches up to Bluto and fights him, but despite his determination, Popeye is overpowered. During the fight, Pappy recovers his treasure and opens the chest to reveal a collection of personal sentimental items from Popeye's infancy, including a few cans of spinach. A giant octopus awakens and attacks Olive from underwater after Pappy saves Sweet Pea from a similar fate. With Popeye in a chokehold, Pappy throws him a can of spinach, recognizing Popeye's dislike for spinach. Bluto force-feeds him the can before throwing him into the water. The spinach revitalizes Popeye and boosts his strength, helping him to defeat both Bluto and the giant octopus. Popeye celebrates his victory and his newfound appreciation of spinach while Bluto swims off, having literally turned yellow. There you have the entire movie in a nutshell. So, um, now that we've gone through that, um, a couple of fun facts before we move on. Um, for those of you who don't know, Popeye was Robin Williams' first movie leading role. Um, Shelley Duvall was actually nicknamed Olive Oil in school while she was growing up because of her almost twin-like image to the female lead in the comic. Robert Altman 
selected Malta for the filming as a way to isolate the film from studio execs so that they couldn't just pop in and check on and try and alter or stop Altman from doing what he was ultimately doing with the movie. Sweet Haven actually still exists there to to this day, but now it's called Popeye's Village. Uh, Popeye is actually Disney's first movie ever to contain a cuss word um, during a fight scene between Popeye and Bluto. Bluto uppercuts Popeye, and you can hear Robin Williams utter the word shit. So, yes. This is what you get when you have a loose cannon comedian for a lead in your movie but at the same time i don't think in one iota it takes away from the movie at all anyway so um unlike traditional musicals um the singing for this movie was not done at not dubbed in after filming was done filming was actually done live on the set which if anybody knows um filming law well not law but um how filming works uh yeah most of the time for musicals the actors lip sync on stage to their song and then it is all dubbed in and spliced in after filming is done so um lastly for the fun facts um Evidently, Robin Williams was not, surprise, surprise, the producer's first choice to play Popeye. And I'm glad they actually did not get their first choice to play Popeye because their first choice was a very iconic actor. And um, yeah, I'm really not sure how well he could have pulled it off, but um the producer's first choice to play popeye was dustin hoffman so i don't think it would have worked as well as robin williams worked. that is my own personal opinion and we're just gonna stick with that um uh let's see as a as for my favorite part or lines from the movie um i'm not gonna lie and not to be generic about this either, but I think Robin Williams from the opening moment to the song performance at the end of the movie where he sings the theme is amazing. I, I think Robin nailed the part from top to bottom and honest to God, I could never, ever imagine seeing somebody else playing that part um some actual legitimate lines that came up in the movie that tend to make me chuckle a little is um shortly after um popeye and olive find sweepy they're um sitting out and um discussing 
what to call him. And um, Olive calls him a her, and Popeye correctly identifies her as a him. So um, when Olive refers to Sweet Pea as a girl baby, Popeye responds with, her is a him, see, him loves to smoke. That is totally not something you would get away with in today's film or today's standards by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I know legitimately there was no seriousness to the giving a baby a pipe to smoke, but I it just because of the fact that how totally unrealistic it is, that is one of those lines that just happens to make me chuckle. Um, throughout the entire movie, um, you get um, a lot of times when characters are fed up that um, instead of using the harsh, vulgar cursing and whatnot, the different characters use the word fooey. And... Um, towards the end of the movie when um, Popeye disposes of the tax man and he and the townspeople are celebrating him um, one of the townsfolk actually makes reference with the line fooey on the tax man because that line realistically stands the test of time and I can almost guarantee you most of us in today's society fully agree and will support a fooey on the tax man line um next up while um Popeye and his dad and the oils and Wimpy are chasing Bluto down there's a little like I wouldn't necessarily say rap but I wouldn't necessarily say song either performance by um, Popeye's dad. And um, he's basically talking about um, the things he hates about kids and how ungrateful and bratty they are and how unappreciative. And there's a line in his little spoken word song that goes na 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 my pop's a mean old man i mean that line back when i was a kid made me fall out of my chair laughing still not so much as bad today but it still makes me smile when i was watching the movie this morning getting ready to record this episode and that line came up i chuckled out loud to myself um lastly for favorite lines uh there's a line during um Popeye and Bluto's fight where they're getting ready to go toe to toe where um they're facing off in the water squaring off and Popeye's pursuing Bluto and Bluto's pursuing Popeye and 
Popeye makes reference to the fact that, and this is where, you know, it's cheesy storytelling slash cinema slash whatever, because, you know, for the most part, unless you're one of those screwed up writers with, or directors with a warped sense of humor and twisted sense of humor or twisted sense of storytelling that um, sometimes you get authors like Stephen King and whatnot who there isn't always going to be rainbows and sunshine at the end of the movie but the line that Popeye delivered before they start fighting is very tongue-in-cheek and you know there's some optimism truth to it but um the line that he says is even though you're larger than me you can't win because you're bad and the good always wins over the bad so you know, you realistically we all know that isn't always the truth but um in a perfect feel-good world where you know we're always going to hope and pray that the good eventually at some point will triumph over the bad. So, but yeah, so those are my, some of my favorite lines from the movie. Um, as far as review goes, <clears throat> this may raise an eyebrow or two, but um, to me, this movie is a distinct piece of my childhood. Um, is the script a perfect script? No. Is the story perfect? Nope. Is it a display of Robin Williams' pure comedic and acting talent? Hell yes. Is Shelley Duvall perfectly cast as Olive Oil? Um, duh, I'm not always been known to be a Shelley Duvall fan, but I honestly think that, um, Robert Altman and the producers on this show, when they cast Shelley Duvall to play Olive Oil, nailed this part to a T with the voice, the look. She, to me, right before this, she had her job playing Wendy Torrance in Kubrick Shining, and she gets a lot of hate from people because of the fact that I don't think, and I would tend to agree that I don't believe she was the right person to play Wendy. I also believe from what I've seen and read too, that she also wasn't necessarily in an environment where um, people behind the camera were fully supportive of, her delivering a 
passable quality performance. Um, I know there's rumors of certain scenes in the movie where they did a hundred or so takes and ultimately she was on the verge of a nervous breakdown after they were done or did have a nervous breakdown. I personally was not on the set, so I cannot speak to that, but, um, I would almost imagine there is at least some truth to the rumor, but at the same time, we're not going to turn this into a recap of the shining slash Kubrick's version. So, but I feel like she was in an environment where she was allowed to let out the talent that she had. And by doing so, it allowed her to give a performance worthy of the franchise that is Popeye. So whether people are going to want to agree with this or not, I'm going to honestly say right now, for me, Popeye is a four spinach cans out of five spinach cans movie. It's not the great, like I said, it's not the greatest movie of all time. It doesn't have the greatest script of all time. A lot of people in the cast don't necessarily deliver amazing performances. For me, Robin Williams and Shelley Duvall made that movie what it was. And those two performances alone are worthy of giving this movie a four out of five spinach can rating. So that just about does it for this. I know it was a short, brief, quick episode. And I'm sorry that things were so fast and rushed, guys. But um, I want to thank you all for listening and helping us pay tribute to the great comedic genius Robin Williams. Rest in peace, Robin. Um, Your presence is definitely missed. You left behind a legacy that is unmatched. So coming up on an evening at the movies, we will be welcoming everybody's favorite co-host back as Amanda returns to help us look at a couple more 80s guilty pleasure movies. We're going to be looking at License to to Drive as well as the, The Three Amigos. I cannot speak tonight, guys. The Three Amigos. Then after that, we transition into Stephen King birthday bonanza month with only two episodes locked in stone, 100%. Those being the green mile and misery. After that is Halloween horror fest with Halloween and Halloween kills set in stone. If please, if, 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 I'm almost begging at this point. If you guys have any ideas for episodes to round out those two schedules, please, 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 please reach out to me on social media. I really want to do episodes in September and October that you guys are going to enjoy listening to. And if you guys have favorites that fall under those categories, please let me know and we will put them on the schedule. I swear. Um, I'd like to come up with maybe three or four more for each 
month to fill in the schedule so that we have anywhere from five or six episodes each month. <clears throat> I do know this, though, that there is also a potential spot for it, 2017-2019, as well. And I will keep you guys updated as to whether or not that ends up making it on the schedule for either of the month of September or the month of October. So, one last time, guys, remember... If you or someone you know is experiencing any of the various warning signs, you are not alone. Help is out there. You can reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Or as well, you can reach out on the website at www.suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Help is out there. And there is always somebody who is willing to listen, whether it's somebody on the lifeline or whether you have friends that are willing to do it. Somebody is always there to listen. All you have to do is reach out. Um, I want to thank you guys again for joining me tonight to pay tribute to the great Robin Williams. Come back next week and help welcome Her Royal Highness home. So, until then, be strong, be safe, and we will see you for an evening at the movies. Have a good night, guys. Hello, Brady Cat, Brady Cat. Keep the behavior yet.